I think my guy's ready to do some frats. What are you pointing at me for? I'm, let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this podcast. <laughs> you mean the podcast is sponsored by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware? That's the one. That's my hardware store. Yes. That is my hardware store. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. I think Tony did that because for all of our years together, Lake Wobegon is at one end of the fictional map, mm-hmm. and Garage Logic is polar opposite, the other end of the correct. Map. I mean, and black people actually live in Garage Logic. Yes, yeah. yes, he really does capture uh, GK. Okay, I'm 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 uh, I'm venturing where angels fear to tread. Oh, uh, do you recall? I believe it was yesterday. I mentioned that. Uh, the Pope is saying we can't apply modern sensibilities to the abuse brought about by priests. You recall? And I, I normally am one to say uh, we cannot apply modern sensibilities to, re- to rewrite history. But in this case, I think the Pope's wrong. Uh, he, uh, he addressed Tuesday the ongoing sexual abuse scandals plaguing the Catholic Church. He defended the Church's past methods— uh, Pope Francis addressed the, uh, uh, controversially, the Pope seemed to excuse the church's multiple cover-ups of child abuse scandals as the way things were done in the old times. I, I think he's going down the wrong road here. Hmm. He also seemed to suggest that it was unfair to hold the church accountable for not punishing the sexual molestation of minor children because of different standards in the past. However, the pontiff also acknowledged that the bureaucracy he leads needs to step up and move forward. He was speaking to a group of young people in Estonia. He explained how sexual abuse used to be handled back in the day. In the old times, these things were covered up, he said. They were covered up also in the homes when the uncle raped the little niece or the father raped his children. Mother of God. They were covered up because the shame was too big. He continued... It is how people thought in the last century. There is a principle that helps me a lot to interpret history. A historic event must be interpreted with the hermeneutics of the time, not with the hermeneutics of today. Reavers? Let's do it. Yes, sir. Uh, look up the word hermeneutics on the dictionary. Carefully. H-E-R-M. H, wait, sorry. H-E-R-M. E-N. E-N. E-U. E-U. T-I-C-S. On it, brah. Hermeneutics. I love when I come up. John, have you ever heard that word? I the have br- not. The no. branch of knowledge that deals with interpretation, especially of the Bible or literar- li- literary texts. <clears throat> I heard they don't wear clothes at the hermeneutics camp. <laughs> it's, kind of a, it's kind of a cross between two different things. Hermeneutics class camp. Is that a beach you have to pay extra to go to, Mr. Yes. President? <laughs> For your eyes only. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really confusing on he for she day. <laughs> he continued. He continued. 
While child abusers have always tried. This is not a funny topic. Right. I mean, this is. Why are you waiting on this? You're doing that topic right now. I I mean, here I am. I have them look up a word. Nothing to do with it. I love when I learn a new word. Yes. I've never heard the word hermeneutics before. No. The president had. Apparently he has. Now we're back to my serious face. While child abusers have always tried to cover up their abuses, Pope Francis did not clarify or explain how it might have been morally excusable for authority figures to cover up for the abuse of children if it came to their attention at any time in history. Francis acknowledged that in modern times it is difficult for people to connect with the Catholic Church. Do you, do you wonder why, Pope? I, I, I find this very germane to what is happening today at the U.S. Senate. <clears throat> with the we are, we are being instructed as a society that we are going to apply— modern sensibilities to the past. And this, in her case, uh, Dr. Ford's case, is really, really an innocent nothing compared to what the Pope's talking about. Right? Right. And yet he doesn't want to apply modern sensibilities to it. I think this is one case where you have to. Hmm. Uh, uh the Pope said they, meaning people, are outraged by sexual and economic scandals that do not meet with clear condemnation by our unpreparedness to really appreciate the lives and sensibilities of the young and simply by the passive role we assign them. The Pope added, we ourselves need to be converted. We have to realize that in order to stand by your side, we need to change many situations that, in the end, put you off. Speaking to reporters later on his plane... Pope Francis said, young people are scandalized by the hypocrisy of older people. They are scandalized by war. They are scandalized by incongruity. They are scandalized by corruption, and as part of this corruption, sexual abuse. There are accusations against the church, he said. We all know that. We know the statistics. I will not repeat them. But even if it was only one single priest to abuse a young girl or young boy, this is monstrous because that man was chosen by God to bring that child to heaven. Uh, Well, he seems to be contradicting himself once he got on the airplane, right? The Pope's comments come as a new report out of Germany this week uncovered the sexual abuse of thousands of parishioners by Catholic clergy in the country. Following a series of scandals that have hit the church this year, many of the faithful have urged Francis to further address the abuse and cover up allegations, cover up allegations publicly. Wow. My simple uh, analogy is there's a tremendous difference between the the virtue signalers who changed the name of Lake Calhoun to whatever that new name is, bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada, bada boom, boom, boom. boom. Uh, there's a tremendous difference that they had no case. The lake wasn't named for Calhoun because he owned slaves. That would have been the case they would have had to demonstrate. No, they're just wiping out history. It's part of the mystery. It is not. There is a case to be stated for the harm that children suffered at the hands of clergy. Mm-hmm. And that there, it has nothing to do with applying modern sensibilities. It was never okay to do that. Right? Right. In any way, shape, or form, obviously. Goes and, and, by, and by modern sensibilities, we're certainly all in agreement that it would be never okay to have slaves. Correct. But that isn't why Lake Calhoun was named Lake Calhoun. Different story. Different story. That's a different. Or so different you, you don't apply modern sensibilities to changing the names of lakes, or getting rid of George Washington's pew in a church in Virginia, or uh, or what have you. That that's that's an attempt to completely rewrite the history of this country. 
hide your head in the sand about it. That's it's wrong to change those names. It sounds like what the Pope's doing is justifying hiding your head in the sand. I, I hope I'm not misinterpreting him. I don't mean to uh, uh, challenge him in any way. I, I just find it curious that John. It almost seems like he's able to be dismissive of this. Uh, that's the way I took it when I first read the story. I would agree. You can't be. No. You can't be. Impossible. No, and especially with the, the years and decades and decades of hiding this. Well, it's just amazing. It just, it's just amazing. Uh, well, and then guys like our own Archbishop here, Archbishop Hebdo's got to deal with the, the well, leftovers. He's the, he's the fixer. He came in to fix things. <laughs> right. He has to be. 210 million. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to tell you more about the zero grading. Uh, the kids that are uh, going to school where the teachers are uh, told to give them uh, to give them a grade even if they don't turn in their work. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll want to hear this in just a moment. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Souchere. Troy uh, writes, Joe, I was listening to your podcast last night when I heard the story about the teacher in Florida who was fired because she refused to give 50% to her students even when they did not complete the assignment. Well, I realize that this kind of stuff has been going on right here in Minnesota. A friend of mine could not fail the students she had when she was a student teacher nine years ago. Even if the student had 25%, she had to give them a D. The cooperating teacher and administrator would not allow it. I just thought I'd bring this to the attention of Garage Logic listening audience. I also want to say that I'm enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work, Troy from Burnsville. And then I got a note from uh, uh, Matt, who writes, listening to your podcast today while building a set of headers for a 1932 Ford and hearing you talk about these kids getting 50% for doing nothing in school. Well, here in Prior Lake, I have a seventh grader. Her first week of school, she brought home a syllabus that I needed to sign. Written in the syllabus was that all homework turned in late would not dock points on an overall grade. I signed the papers and circled that sentence and put a question mark next to it. I had a talk with my daughter about being grown up and getting work done on time because in the real world, you'll lose your job if you're late. We're teaching our next generation to be lazy and expect full credit for everything, even if it's not done on time. Good luck. It's, this is happening everywhere. The destroyed academy is destroyed at the earliest levels of education. This is amazing. Uh, what, what Matt has to do, he has to follow up. Uh, he'll have to follow up and see if he got any response to the, what he circled on that right. uh, item brought home in a backpack and, and find out if he can get an answer. I wonder, now the teacher that received the signed syllabus, how do you think they're going to receive this question mark with the circle? Well, I don't know, but that's why I want him to follow up. And then I got this, which seems to play into it. Are you aware there's a, you're aware of helicopter parents? Yes. That's a term for what? Parents who are hovering about oh, yeah, their they, children? Yeah, they, they're, they're all totally involved and don't, there's no downtime for the kids. Well, now there's a new term. What? Lawnmower parents. Have you heard that one? I have sure not have. heard of lawnmower. Have you, Chris? Yes, I have. What's you, lawnmower parents? Let Joe, it, uh, it's going to make you angry. 
Jeff writes, I've been a longtime listener and do not miss the and and I do miss the live broadcast on my drive home from my place of employment, but have the chance to listen now to the entire podcast as I start my day. That a boy. You have talked about helicopter parenting over the years, and I wonder if you have seen the reference to the newest trend. I ran across this article on the Fox News web feed that talks about lawnmower parenting, which basically is parents mowing down anything that creates confrontation or challenges in their child's life. I wonder if we can extrapolate this further with your link from uh, September 26 between Aldi novel Adeline, Adeline and the failed academy to the next evolution, bulldozing the path to life ahead of them. No challenges, never failing, always seeing life through the rose-colored glasses. Now here, Blink. Let me go back to this. The uh, fellow who had the talk with his seventh grader mm-hmm. and said, uh, look, you got to get your work up on uh, in time uh, because in the real world, you'll lose your job if you're late. No, she won't. See, the next, the next step, we have, to, we have to logically look out ahead here. I quite literally believe education is is a failure in this country. It's failing in many in many respects. Mm-hmm. It is only logical to conclude that the next step is going to be less a less efficient marketplace, less efficient commerce, uh, more tolerance provided for employees who yep. don't show up. Yep. More tolerance provided for employees to dream up every imaginable slight that they can come up with. You're already seeing mm-hmm. kind of peripheral examples of it. You know, bring your dog to work day. Right. Well, then what are you doing for a living? Bringing your dog to work. Day. Bringing your dog to work. Right. Is this going to result in lousier doctors? Is this going to result in lousier lawyers? Okay, all kidding aside. Yeah, we're seeing this kidding. already. We're seeing this already on certain levels, and I'm not. I know we got a lot that listen to us. Look at your bus drivers now. What about them? Well, no experience necessary because they quite literally can't oh, get bus. anybody to do it. I thought even MTC. Well, I, I can't get them either. But I, we, we've seen it. I know this personally. We've seen it with the uh, the police officers. They just, they, nobody wants to do it anymore because they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to deal with what? All of the, the crap that now Kids, goes along uh, with being a cop. Citizens with no moral and ethical integrity. Correct. Well, I, you're, you're straying somewhat from the point. Let me try to get myself back to I it. I tend to do that. I'm sorry. Right. Thank you. I appreciate your input. Well, I, the, the point I'm making is that I don't think it's enough anymore to say to a kid, you know, turn your get your work in on time because when you get the job at the bank or the insurance company, you're you're going to get fired if you don't do your work on time. I'm seeing a day when the logical extension of what's taking place in the failed academy must by must by necessity, must by definition, have an effect on these these imagined places of employment. You see what I what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense to Mr. Height? So mm-hmm. the reason that. I got angry when I first read the story about the lawnmower parent, mm-hmm. and this was this was a couple of months ago. I was called one over the over this last summer. Really? Because I I'm a dad that I'm always aware of where my kids are. Now my my boys are six and three. That's hardly being a lawnmower parent. That's my, that was my Give point. Give some room, Reece. but Come on. I've been at places where there are kids that are the same age as mine. You know, six, three, almost four, and seven. Where the, the the parents of those kids are paying zero attention to them at any point. I almost mm-hmm. watch a kid drown in a pool. No, you only have one job as a parent. That's that's that was my point. I said, don't. It, it was it kind of in a joking manner, 
But I said, don't ever accuse me. It always me. is with the drowning, yes. No, I meant but me <laughs> oh. being called the oh, lawnmower okay. parent. And I said, don't ever accuse no. me of paying attention to my children. Oh, my God. There's a, I was really there's mad a, about a that. tremendous distinction between being a lawnmower parent and then keeping track of your but children. now that you're getting labeled for actually being involved in and try i get it some parents with kids that are older might might still be a little bit too involved you do at one point have to let them go and experience life on their own but my god that's the that's the least of this country's problems the parents that are non-existent is the problem with this country. A lawnmower parent oh. would be going to the school and insisting that the child be given credit for no work. Yeah. That would be a lawnmower parent. You keeping track of where your kid is at the swimming pool, that's not being a lawnmower parent. That's being a responsible parent. A huge difference. Well, there's even that point about jobs that Chris brought up. Uh, just in normal jobs, I know from people who work in retail, people get a million chances now because they can't find people to fill slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that you know, you can not show up for work five times, and so what? We'll we'll give you a little warning, and you can keep working. But isn't that a logical extension of what we're seeing in the failed academy? Yeah. Yes. We're sending kids out into the world, and we're hectoring them. Well, it's not going to be like that when you get out into the real world. Yep. You're not going to have a crying room. You're not going to have a safe space. You're not going to be able to report every microaggression. The hell you're not. That's right. what, they're taking that with them into the so-called real world. But. So I see a lesser marketplace of ideas. I see one that's less competitive. I see one that's less efficient. I see one that's uh, uh a, a shadow of its former self. It's part of the mystery. It's all part of the mystery. Would I be accused of being yes. a, a lawnmower parent if if the if the oldest son, when he was you know twelve or thirteen years old, wanted to have the lawn mowing business and he called it mow and blow, yeah. and I I stepped in and I put the halt on that and said, you know Whoa. what? Let's, um, no, I think you were just being helpful. Let's, let's go back to the creative team. Let's not call it mow and blow, helpful. and let's. Let's get a better. Let's get a focus group. You know, maybe Matt's loin service or something <laughs> like that. Matt's loin service. Lo- lawn. 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 Mow and blow. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, mow and blow uh, was not. T-shirts are already printed. Yeah, up. we had to recall them all back. And... <laughs> are we, we're getting ready for another segment of Johnny's news. Uh, but first, I have to tell you something. Yes. Uh, I just wasn't made for these times. I don't know how I made it this far in life. Uh, have any of you been Boy Scouts? No, no but no. yes. Yeah, I have. Are you John? Were no, you never a Boy Scout. All right. I was a I was a helicopter parent when my son. I'm Gabe not asking was. about your parents. I'm oh. asking. Uh, uh, yes, uh, I was. Chris was. Yep. Rook, you weren't ever a Cub Scout or Boy Scout. I was never a Cub or Boy Scout. Just, uh, wow, well, I and this applies only to me and Reavers. You know the uh, the neckerchief slide that you used to have on your on your scarf. Yeah. yeah. That there they have lead in them, so now they all have to be recalled. Oh. Yeah. I still Whoa. have mine. Well, how did I how did I survive putting that on all those years? Right. How did I survive? But the government that... has posted a recall alert for 110,000 neckerchief, neckerchief, is that how you say it? Neckerchief? Neckerchief. Slides that were distributed through the Boy Scouts of America due to levels of lead exceeding the federal content ban. The brass slides were sold in four styles, red wolf, green bear, orange lion, and blue weeblo. Well, lead was probably a little tougher, so it wouldn't, you know, bend if you were trying to... <laughs> I'm looking at a Speed picture of a there. bunch of them that I I would have had. You're Although, going to hell. You're I'm not. You not. Are. I'm, not. You are. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't say anything. You should, these should be immediately taken away from children huh. and returned to the Boy Scouts of America. Which one did you have? I had the Weebelow one. I had uh, 
I'm looking the at the red one. bear. I think I might have had the okay. Uh, 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 wait, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny, uh, I Johnny. think I had the red one. How about these two? They yeah. didn't touch a drop of alcohol in high school. Nope. <laughs> they, they were had boy their, scouts. Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts. <laughs> they They're hell. athletes that I abide by the plan, is what I do. Well, it was, but, all, I mean, it was required. Did you, guys, did you ever kiss a girl in high school nah, for absolutely. crying out loud? Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, that I'm not going to tell you. I mean, right, right. That'll come out in your confirmation hearings. Yeah, right. It'll all come out in your running for Garage Logic Supreme Court. By the way, is Kavanaugh testifying? Not yet. Still Dr. Ford. Still Dr. Ford. All right. Let's do a Johnny Height newscast when we come back. Ever think common sense would be this much fun? Joe Suchere. Here's John Hyde in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I do have one sports note. I know we don't usually do sports here because of the uh, breaking nature of sports, but this one, well, I think we better read. White Sox pitcher Jace Fry. Yeah. got his first career start against the Indians yesterday. Not a real start. Uh, He's a bullpen guy. Sure. So he was tabbed to pitch that one inning to start the game, right? Yep. Uh, So uh, his fiance or... Recent fiance, anyway, Kelsey Blaylock, while uh, they were playing, was nuking their relationship via social media. Really? In fact, she tweeted, happy first MLB start to this piece of, and then it had the emoji for the oh, no. for pile. You know, for, for poop? For poop, yeah. Oh. And uh, the tweet continued, contained screenshots of four Instagram photos featuring Blaylock and Fry. In each, the girlfriend, Blaylock, appears to have recently changed the caption to something a little darker. Than what must have originally been there. One caption this is no-go zone territory. <laughs> one caption reads, 26th birthday at the ballpark, wasting another year of my life on a sociopath. Wow. Another tweet. What's her name? First name? Uh, her name is Kelsey, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kelsey Blaylock. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, another tweet said, uh, it was a picture of them hugging. Uh, and at a, obviously a much happier time. Uh, but the uh, caption said, when you think he won't give you an STD again. Mm. Oh. Blaylock tweeted. It's a troubled, uh, it's a troubled romance, yeah. isn't it, John? It is. Yeah. Blaylock <laughs> tweeted those out around 7 o'clock last night. Uh, but in the time since, she has deleted the Instagram photos from her page. And That's by, too late, Kelsey. Uh, by the way, uh, there's uh, something called The Knot online, which uh, has wedding announcements. Sure. Uh, theirs is still active. Really? So, uh, we'll, we'll, well see maybe they happens. can work it out. Sounds like a pretty happy situation. Old Jace, uh, yeah. Jace Fry from yeah. the White Sox. <laughs> News notes from today. Uh, that highly Jace in- will be in town this weekend. That's right. The Whiteys yeah, come to white town come, for four. White Sox come to town. You know what? I think I might go. Do the Twins play a day game today? Doesn't make no, any difference to a do podcast. Does you it? mean on Thursday? On Thursday they do not. They play a night game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I checked that this morning. Because I want to see Joe's last game. You think Sunday. that'll be Sunday? Sunday. Yeah. Well, I'm just in case. You think it is. Joe's going to retire? Well, I don't know. It's hey. You know, now you got me thinking that would be a good day to go. He's either going to he's either going to retire or he's not. Good point. Uh, news notes from today: uh, That highly anticipated meeting between President Trump and Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein has been postponed until next week to avoid conflicting uh, with the hearings that are going on Thursday. The two were set to meet following news media reports that uh, Rosenstein last year discussed possibly secretly recording the president and using the Constitution's 25th Amendment to remove him from office. But White House spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders said the men agreed to reschedule their meeting because, quote, they do not want to, uh, want anything to interfere with the hearing. Uh, if you missed it on Wednesday, the president said he would certainly prefer not 
to fire Rosenstein and that the Justice Department's number two official had denied making the remarks first attributed to him in that New York Times report. Minneapolis City Council has voted unanimously to select a site at 2019 Cedar Avenue as that new location for the growing homeless encampment now set up just off Hiawatha Avenue near Franklin and 16th Avenues. The location is only temporary, though. The Red Lake Nation plans to begin construction on an affordable housing project on the site in May of next year, meaning the city still will probably have to come up with a long-term solution. It's happening in St. Paul, by the way. Really? Where? West of 35E. Between, practice freeway. Between Grand and Kellogg. I haven't noticed that. Uh, it, Is, would be, it would be essentially below uh, the James J. Hill House to the cathedral. Okay. Is this the new norm? Are we supposed to allow encampments? Uh, I think in bigger cities, it's kind of been the norm for about 20 years. L.A. has always had that problem. But it's been nothing but a problem. Exactly. And they are always trying to figure out ways to clean it up. Right. uh, Never get uh, much success with it. Why? I'm asking a serious question. Why are they always trashed and messy? Why is there always debris and... I I think you're... Dealing with people who don't have a great sense of propriety, but if you what, they don't in, have much invested in, you know, they're not going to cut the grass. What do they care? No, I, I don't mean that. I mean just you know taking your donut box and and throwing it I, because uh, there seems to be a lot of litter. And it's a not of, a, a lot of issues there. A lot mm-hmm. of issues. One of the things I noticed, uh, I watched the story in the news last night. Every single person I saw in that encampment, the one that John was referring to, they all had like the latest iPhone. Good stuff, Reavers. <laughs> well, what the hell are they going to do when it's it's twenty below? Well, yeah. Well, not only that, but but if you, but if you have the money for that, then why aren't why aren't you trying to get your life in order? That's and it. I'm not trying to look down on anybody, but I just thought, are no, your priorities out of whack? A fair point. Okay. The uh, major grocery store without delivery in the Twin Cities, uh, the fast-growing Aldi chain, is about to add delivery service. Oh God, this is going to hit my house. Aldi. My wife's all in on Aldi's. Oh, I love Aldi. My favorite. Aldi's a great. Uh, really great is. grocery well, store. What's their niche? Why are they so great? Their <clears throat> prices are much lower. They, it's, it's they make their own uh, material. Shall we say their own food? They have their own. Uh, it's in Iowa or Illinois, Rook. I believe yeah, it's they're, Iowa. They're a division of Trader Joe's. Yeah. it's German. So you can buy. Th- We've had this discussion, Joe, because I bought you uh, cheese. Uh, the little cheese bites. Remember? Uh, I, I don't cheese nips, and they were a buck cheaper than you can buy the normal ones. And they taste exactly the same. When did you ever buy me cheese nips? Boy, this was five years ago. Oh. When we first talked about Aldi, you know, you uh, had a date night. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Didn't you guys go out? No. <laughs> anyway, everything's cheaper. Uh, their produce is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I love Aldi. Uh, Aldi last year partnered with Instacart, the San Francisco firm that hires personal shoppers to complete and deliver its customers' orders to handle delivery services from stores in a handful of markets. Joe, well, how much of this story do you understand? <laughs> I'm looking at my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> Over the next two months, it'll expand the effort to 75 major markets, including uh, the uh, Twin Cities. Uh, the uh, Matt Lila is division vice president at Aldi's Faribault division in Minnesota. Are you He's, still on this grocery store? I am, store? yeah. I, I love Aldi. That's a big hub in my hometown. Yeah. Hopefully, actually, that's near the airport. I hope they didn't get any damage in, in the Faribault? tornado. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt says, we'll start the partnership in some stores in the metro in early to mid-October with nearly full metro suburb coverage by Thanksgiving. 
A Texas inmate maintained his innocence and insisted he didn't murder his ex-roommate just moments before he was put to death yesterday. I don't mean to laugh, I'm sorry, but his last comment, um, well, Troy Clark was 51. He said in his final statement in front of several friends watching through the window that it's, quote, all good. He denied he tortured and drowned his former roommate, Christina Muse, in May of 1998. And then he said, I'm not the one who killed Christina, but hey, whatever makes you happy. Mm-hmm. As the drugs were coursing through his body, Clark said it burned going in and started laughing. He was pronounced dead at 6.36 last evening. Wow. If you have not seen this video, you probably will. A kayaker in New Zealand. I did see this. has become a viral sensation after a seal slapped him in the face with an octopus. Yep. No, it was just a little ice cream. Yeah. A GoPro video camera captured the whole thing. Yep. What? Slapped him right there. With an octopus, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was very strange. Come Kyle, on. Kyle, no, it's real. No, it's, yeah, you got to watch it. For real. For real. For real. Deal with octopus. Kyle Muhlander was kayaking with friends off the coast of Kaikoura, New Zealand, when he felt a big, wet slap in the face and realized it was an octopus that was whipped at him by a seal. Whoa. Yep. yep. Mulinders told Australian Network 10 News, out of nowhere, it literally rose from the depths as if it was in mid-flight, thrashed it around, and the rest is history. Mulinder said he instantly got attention for the video and was recognized while he was on his way to Network 10. He said, my Uber driver who just brought us here goes, hey, you're the guy, you're the octopus guy. <laughs> After the seal slap, Mulinder and his fellow kayakers were in complete awe. The slap in the face was probably a once-in-a-lifetime occurrence, but seals often thrash around octopi before eating them, so the animals weren't well, that, doing anything out of the ordinary, according to scientists. I was going to ask, that was the question. Who was the predator? Who was the prey? The so obviously the was seal the was the predator. Yes, and the octopus was the prey. Hmm. Exactly. A woman visiting the Crater of Diamonds State Park in Arkansas earlier this month made the find of a lifetime, uncovering a nearly three-carat diamond, which she initially thought was a piece of glass. A woman only identified as a 71-year-old tourist from Aurora, Colorado, was visiting the park with her husband, son, and two grandkids when she noticed the diamond just 10 minutes after the family began to look for precious stones. Isn't this a park where you, that's why you go there, to yes. look for diamonds? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, the officials at Diamond Discovery Center confirmed she had found a 2.63-carat ice white diamond, the largest found at the park this year. Uh, as of this point, uh, they're not sure how much that diamond may end up being worth before they're all done. I know a guy we can ask. Mm-hmm. Whom? Moeller. Oh, yeah, of course. Duh. No, that looks like glass, but I'll still take it. I'll text him right now. I think it's zirconia. It's 2.63. It's not going to cut glass. He asks. <laughs> McDonald's burgers are getting a fresh take. The company said it's removed artificial preservatives, flavors, and added colors from its classic burgers, which include the Big Mac, as well as its hamburger, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, McDouble, quarter pounder with cheese, and double quarter pounder. How do you spell carrot? C-A-R-R? C-A-R-A-T. C-A-R-A-T. Correct. C-A-R-A-T. Okay, go ahead, John. The move comes as... Did you ever see a rabbit wear glasses? How much is a three-carat diamond worth? We're going to find out for you. Ever kiss a rabbit between the ears? Whoa. The move comes... I haven't heard that one in a long time. Move comes as McDonald's faces competition from rivals like Wendy's and Panera, with the former touting fresh ground beef and the latter its lack of preservatives. 
McDonald's said almost two-thirds of its burgers and sandwiches will no longer contain artificial preservatives, artificial flavors, or added colors. Uh, the pickle still contains an artificial preservative, so the company is advising customers to skip the pickle if they're concerned. Don't we all? <laughs> yep. John, do you have the story <laughs> of? Uh, I want to contribute. Uh, yes. I want to contribute to John's newscast. Sure. Do you have the story of? Uh, I, I tried my best to ignore this, but it's showing up now on more and more sites. Okay. The uh, uh, you, you're aware of diaper changing stations. Sure, yes. oh, yeah. the little Certainly. fiberglass thing that yeah. comes down. You yeah. put Just the kid on one. there, and, and uh, uh, apparently there's now a, a real uh, hysteria developing about them. If you see black marks on them, what? Uh, uh, children, uh, here. Let me get this here. Let me get this. Uh, let me get this ready here. Uh, okay, so on the, the outside or on the inside, the marks uh, where you'd set the baby down, you can okay. see some black marks. And that means that the foldable station might have been used for something extraordinarily unsanitary. A mother in Indiana is bringing awareness about the issue, post, uh, uh, penning a post on Facebook that is going viral. In it, 24-year-old, just a minute, a three-carat diamond is worth $10,000 to $60,000. Huh. All right. Depending on the cut, we can talk about it after the show. <laughs> uh, a mother in Indiana is bringing. How do you like that? I got you your answer. Yeah. No you call. got a jeweler yeah. standing by. Don't tell me we don't have instant. We got certified people. gemologists. We got people. That diamond has cert certification. Certification. <laughs> That's what I heard him say one time. Certification. <laughs> One mom in Indiana is bringing awareness about the issue, pending a post on Facebook that is going viral. In it, 24-year-old Jessica Wayman included a photograph of a changing station that has some black scuff marks on it. Huh. While most parents might not give it a second glance, uh, according to Jessica, it could mean the difference between life or death. That's because the scuffs are actually burn marks caused by the spoons that addicts uh. use to heat up drugs. Mm. Before putting your baby anywhere near these things, always wipe them down first, even if you're in a hurry. See the black marks? Those are from burnt spoons. Addicts use these tables while they shoot up. There could be residue from the heroin, meth, yep. whatever, and other harmful bodily fluids. If someone doesn't care about themselves, I can promise you they aren't thinking about your kids. Be serious. Uh, I'm sorry. Be cautious. Uh, wow. I... I I'm glad I'm done using those, but I never would have thought. Well, usually those will happen in, um, like, because there will be changing tables in, like, a single stall where it's it locks from the outside. Yeah. You so know how you the can... mother, you know how the mother knew this? Huh. She was She's a recovering yeah, addict. She revealed that is why she wrote the post, to warn all the unsuspecting parents who would ever think something like this when looking at a changing table. Mm. Boy, you know, I always pick on Chris, but he was right on the money with the story. Wow. He told me before you told me. What? I bet it's drugs. Yeah. That it was drugs. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she urges John, parents. Give me credit. Thank you. Sorry, John. we make fun of. She <laughs> urges parents before putting your babies anywhere near these things. Always wipe them down first, even if you are in a hurry, even if you have a blanket to lay down. So, what is she fearing that uh, the the baby's butt could touch this stuff or, or that something? In or? some way, the baby could get cut and then get infected oh, because boy. who knows what they, is on. There could be drugs on there. There could be some kind of bottle left over, shall wow. we say? For well, I won't even. I wouldn't even it. use a changing room that's not in a very clean bathroom. Either would I. Yeah. You know the one that I hate? Uh, when we used to do the fair, I used to wander over to the bathroom all the time. Yeah. The guys use it, the one right in front of the men's there, and I thought, 
you know, this whole oh. bathroom is not the cleanest, let alone the oh, You mean a changing table? Yeah. At the state yeah. fair. Yeah, a changing table. But yeah. sometimes you have no choice. Yeah, good point. But at least good you're point. out in the open with everybody. Yeah. You're not where a guy would be shooting up. Exactly. Now, John, if the, if the kid dropped a load at the fair, I ain't touching it until we get home. <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. You just got it out. Hey, That's about it. that office we have. Uh, John, you were you were right about Reavers. He was spot on there, yeah. and it was nice for him to be spot on. But it's just tough to have to sit through the twenty seven thousand other town ball stories in between those accurate uh, assumptions. My batting average is low, is what you're saying, <laughs> right? Hey, podcasters, see you tomorrow.